Welcome to the Nutrition Medicine Podcast. I'm Martin Harris, a nutrition medicine pharmacist. Nutrition medicine has been a life changer for me personally, for my family, and for many of my patients in my pharmacy and in my clinic. And that's why I'm really passionate about sharing what I've learned. So let's explore your health and vitality together. We'll investigate diet and lifestyle, conventional and complementary medicines, the latest research from nutrition medicine, and the things you can do to restore your natural state of radiant wellness. Welcome to this podcast. Today I'm going to talk about eczema and moving beyond steroid creams. Eczema is a condition that involves a lot of itching and rashes on the skin and some people might get small blisters. Those blisters can actually weep. And the severity of eczema is very variable. Some people get mild, annoying eczema and some people get really intense eczema. Like I get a little bit of eczema myself probably about every six months or so. So I know what it feels like and the, the desire to itch is really intense. And unfortunately, the more you itch, the worse it gets, uh, which is really frustrating, and mine's really only very mild. Um, and I've seen kids with weeping eczema that need to be wrapped in wet bandages at night because they bleed and weep so much that they'll stick to the sheets overnight. I just can't imagine how awful that is for those kids and the families who just feel so helpless with those kids. In fact, one of the first patients uh, treated in my clinic was the six-year-old boy with this sort of weeping, uh, bleeding eczema. Uh, he was, his mum was doing wet wraps for him at night. He was under the care of a variety of specialists and his mum had to do this wet wrapping of all his limbs. The good news is that by adding some nutrition medicine tools to his treatment, we managed to get significant improvements in his eczema. One of the, my most heartwarming stories was the day his mum came in and told me that for the first time in years, he was able to swim in the ocean. You know, previously, swimming in the ocean would sting his skin so badly that he just wouldn't do it. And how cool is that? I mean, that really just brought a tear to my eye, thinking about, you know, the improvement in the quality of life. I mean, what uh, Kiwi kid doesn't want to swim in the ocean? So, what did we do for that boy? Well, let's just go through a, a basic nutrition medicine approach to eczema. So, eczema is an inflammatory condition. In fact, you could argue that almost every medical condition is involves some form of inflammation in the body. Inflammation is part of the immune system, and the majority of the immune system resides in the gut. So that's quite an important concept to grasp, because many health conditions are the result of too much inflammation. So just to repeat that, because it's a really important concept, inflammation happens when the immune system goes out of balance. And 70% of that immune system resides in the gut. So we, I always start with trying to improve gut function, and in particular the importance of the, the good and bad bacteria in the gut, which is termed the microbiome. Which brings me to my first fun fact of the day, um, and that is that giving women uh, probiotics when they're in their last three months of a pregnancy, the last trimester, that's been shown to reduce the likelihood of the baby having eczema by 30%. That's a pretty big risk, that risk reduction. That's almost a third uh, less babies getting the eczema. So that really reinforces the link between gut and inflammation. So 
if you know anyone out there that's uh, having a baby or about to, make sure they get onto a good probiotic through the pregnancy, but particularly in the last three months. And now that assumes that the baby's born via a vaginal delivery and will swallow all the, the good bacteria that colonizes the mother. So now if a baby's born by a caesarean, that's a bit different, and those babies do have a greater risk of getting eczema. And I don't say that to stress out any potential mums who have to have a caesarean. Um, in fact, there is actually a plan B um, if that is the case, and that's called vaginal swabbing. So basically, after the caesarean, the baby's popped um, unzipped out, uh, the medical team take a swab from the mum's vagina and then swab down the baby's face and mouth to transfer the good bacteria. Sounds a little strange, but uh, I first heard about this at a conference by uh, an Israeli endocrinologist, very funny man, but he had the story, a personal story about his daughter um, having to have her first baby by caesarean. So uh, they did a lot of this uh, uh, conversation around the vaginal swabbing and agreed it was a good thing. Um, so his job as part of the birthing team, uh, this doctor, was to be in charge of the vaginal swabbing. But you can imagine the excitement of the grandchild coming and everything else. He completely forgot. <laughs> Photos of him holding the, the baby and big smiles on his face. The one job he had to do, he didn't do. Um, uh, yeah, quite funny. Anyway, back to the boy with severe weeping eczema. What did we do to improve his eczema? Well, first of all, we worked on his diet. What you eat goes into the stomach and can either increase or decrease inflammation in the gut. And once there's inflammation in the gut, that can go on and cause inflammation anywhere else in the body, like for people with eczema, on the skin, or for me personally, in my joints. Some foods are inflammatory by nature, and that includes processed foods that contain a lot of bad fats and, and high levels of sugar, which is pretty much most processed foods. So there are definitely anti-inflammatory foods and inflammatory foods in our diet, and unfortunately, a modern diet is skewed well towards the inflammatory foods. The other part of diet that's really important to remember is that sometimes healthy foods can cause problems because of allergies. So these are foods that are healthy for most people, but for some people they cause problems, you know, when good food goes bad kind of thing. Um, from my experience, food allergy is actually really common in people with eczema. And even more common if those people have eczema and asthma coexisting. The, the likelihood goes up dramatically. So for this boy, we did some food sensitivity testing. The, the boy's specialist had already done food allergy testing, and that eliminated those foods from his diet. And that hadn't, caught, uh, hadn't really improved things much at all. So understandably, they stopped bothering with diet because it's a hassle to change your diet. I totally understand that. So we decided to do some food sensitivity testing. So this testing is a bit more controversial, um, but the theory goes that there's food allergies and food sensitivities. And so the sensitivities are slower in onset than the allergies, and they cause just sort of slow, simmering, chronic reactions that trigger the immune system continuously, as opposed to the allergies, which tend to have a very quicker response and tend to be a bit more, more severe, but not always. So the link between eczema and the foods eaten, if it's a food sensitivity, isn't always easy to figure out because when you eat the food, the reaction can be quite a bit further down the track. It's not a straightaway effect. It's a long-term effect. Um, so, I mean, it could be a week or two later. You know, it's, it's, not, it's just not instant. 
So, I mean, I think of it like a, a full allergy is, is a sharp knife. You know, you, you get an instant cut when it runs along your skin. Whereas a food sensitivity is, can be considered more like having sand in your shoe. I mean, it doesn't hurt to start with, but over time it starts to rub and causes a blister. Um, you know, and if you don't get that sand out of your shoe, it just it becomes as painful, if not more painful, than a knife cut. So you get the picture. Long and slow for the food sensitivities, but causing a lot of damage. So the treatment for this boy was to set him up with a low inflammatory diet, so containing foods that are going to help to balance his immune system, um, and but also take out any foods that he was allergic to with the specialist tests and foods that he was sensitive to with the integrative medicine tests. Now, a restricted diet is frustrating to do in the long term, so the plan was to really improve his gut lining so that then we could slowly reintroduce those foods. We only take those foods out for a short period of time, as short a period of time as possible. And so to, to improve his gut lining, we use specialist anti-inflammatory nutrients like slippery elm, um, some probiotics. They were our gut healing tools. The next strategy uh, was to target parts of the immune system that we know are normally faulty in people with eczema. And this includes things like high prostaglandin levels, high levels of immunoglobulin E, and that's really involved with the allergy side of things, reduced levels of cyclic AMP, high histamine levels. There's a whole lot of... Uh, immune system cells that and systems that are involved with uh, this imbalance for people with eczema. So the combination of all these abnormalities means that you've got less protection against infections on your skin and your skin tends to itch more, which is a real double whammy when you think about it. The scratching on the surface of your skin opens up the barrier to germs and you've got less defense against those germs. So itching and, and less uh, defense really explains why people with eczema tend to get a lot of staph infections. So staph is a, a bacteria that normally lives on the skin, um, but for people with eczema, the, it often becomes overwhelming and they get these infections and then they're resorting to things like antibiotics, which then upsets the gut bacteria, or bleach baths and things like that to settle it down. So anyway, back to this boy. Um, we put him on some vitamins as well, vitamins A and E, really important for the immune system, fish oils, uh, zinc and quercetin, which are really important, or quercetin, depending on which way you pronounce it. These things are all important to reduce inflammation and histamine responses, etc., etc. All the all the ways that we can um, improve the immune system and, and rebalance it again. We also make our own herbal eczema cream. Now, that's a, a formula that I developed over the years in consultation with a number of medical herbalists. Uh, if a team of medical herbalists conjures up an image of some haggard old witches around a boiling cauldron, then yeah, no, nah, not quite. Um, there's no witchcraft here. It's just some well-researched herbs and a very low allergenic natural base cream. And it's designed to provide some short-term relief of itching and redness, which is obviously what irritates people with eczema. But it also helps to reduce the likelihood of getting skin infections. And it can encourage healthy new skin development. The herbs in the cream are actually quite clever and can improve some of the immune system cells on the skin that we mentioned earlier, the prostaglandins, cyclic AMP, etc. Now the, the, um, the good thing about this herbal cream, uh, as opposed to steroid creams, which steroid creams are the main conventional treatment for eczema, uh, is that it can be used long term. You know, steroid creams work really well in the short term to calm things down. Uh, but eventually, with, uh, with long-term use and using them fairly thickly, which sometimes you need to do, um, they can cause thinning of the skin. So 
if you can reduce your long-term exposure to steroid creams, that's a good thing. And that's exactly what the eczema cream did, is managed to reduce the amount of steroid cream that this boy needed to use. And then there are many other tools that we can use, depending on the response of the person. And a few things I haven't mentioned yet is tools to help improve the normal gut function Things like uh, betaine hydrochloride and digestive enzymes, which tend to be deficient in people with eczema. So it's really putting back what should be there if they were, in inverted commas, normal. Some of the strategies that I've mentioned so far are really helpful immediately, uh, while others take longer to have an effect. And an example of one of the longer strategies is the fish oils. So fish oils, fish oils take about six weeks for the effects to start to appear. I also mentioned earlier the use of quercetin to calm down the histamine response and, and help balance the allergic response. Now quercetin is not necessarily good for everybody. There are some people with certain um, genetic types that don't do well on quercetin. So if we take it to another level doing some genetic testing would be really good just to identify what areas of the immune system are actually uh, behind the eight ball and need some help and then we can target the therapy even more but of course all these tests come at a, at a, at a price so the take-home message that I want to leave you with is that there are a lot of things you can do yourself to help bring your eczema under control or even reduce your risk of getting eczema and like always, diet and lifestyle tools are harder to implement, but the difference in how you feel can really be amazing. I mean, it's not just the itchy rashes on the skin, but since you're fixing all the abnormalities and the inflammation from the inside out, many of my patients report just feeling a lot more alive, more vibrant. So it may seem scary to embark on this nutrition medicine approach but it really doesn't have to be there's some simple actions you can take um, which have good results for many people like simply cutting out highly allergenic foods like dairy not even doing the testing but just saying you know what let's just try no dairy for three or four weeks um, and there's a lot of ways you can do that there's a lot of dairy substitutes and maybe balancing your essential fatty acids by taking a really good quality fish oil supplement in a, in a, in a good dose and popping a probiotic to balance your gut and your immune system. So just three little things that are really not that hard to do. And those simple steps make a big difference for a lot of people. Um, but if you didn't get significant improvements in your eczema doing those, then we've got health coaches at my pharmacies in Massey and Torbay and in my nutrition medicine clinic that are here to help assist you with your journey to radiant wellness. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode. If you want to find out more about nutrition medicine, visit our website, which is nutritionmedicine.nz. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram. And if you'd like to book an appointment to see me or one of my team in the Nutrition Medicine Clinic, then email our clinic manager at clinic at nutritionmedicine.nz.